0: Welcome back to the Sunny G podcast. We're gonna finish off with some NBA conversations here. Um, oh, damn, I guess we'll start off with the Bucks. Fired their rookie coach 43 games into the season, man. Yeah, last time a coach got fired with that good a record was David Blatt. Yeah, and I believe the Cavaliers won the I think that that was their that week, was the year, or they, they won the final yeah. one of those two. So That's Buck, crazy. They just hired
1: their coach. Now they fired him. Rookie coach, forty three games in, man. Something definitely in that background, in that locker room. They said that the, going the on? report
0: today that they had that he started losing players in the organization. Their defense, even with
1: Dame, regret like I think they were top five last year. Now it's in like twenty fourth. And uh, like the craziest thing is that people are expecting their defense to get better with a Dean Lillard on the court. I, whoever thought that doesn't know basketball. Yeah, I don't think the defense.
0: They saw the defense being as bad as it was this year, and some of like even some of the changes they made and stuff like that. First of all, why do you hire a rookie coach in the first place if you're a championship-contending team? Yeah, because right now they said uh, Doc Rivers is the front runner. For the coach. Duck fucking rivers. Back to the East. Back to the East. <laughs> Barely gets out of the first round every year. Yeah. Something is... This guy is the guy that you end up like, going with. There's all so many people. You all the season You yeah. had all these options. And you end up going with this guy. I mean, then why did you even fire the coach in the first place?
1: Yeah. Like, why You're not ride out the season? Ride him out for another season, man. Like... Yeah, okay. People would have lost something. Your defense isn't the same. But understand that you guys lost one of your best defensive players also. Not like you added a guy that's like all defensive team or something like that. You actually let go of a guy that's almost all defensive team is one of the best defenders and a smaller guy, but still can defend.
0: Drew is one of the best guard defenders. Obviously, like,
1: yeah. So offense has improved like everyone expected. Yeah, I, that's
0: guy for sure. I just don't think they thought the defense was going to be as bad. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> you know, without Drew, and they still need more wing guys, too, right? They lost a couple other guys in there, too. But I don't think they expect their defense to be in the bottom 10. Yeah. Right? Like, you know, average defense, especially now in the NBA, you need to have, ideally, a good to – you need a great offense. Let's yeah. get real. You need a top 5, top 10 offense in the league. Yeah. And you need a defense that, at worst, is like 12th overall. Yeah. If you don't have a defense that's at least good yeah. and you don't have an elite offense, you're not going to get very far. No. Right yeah. now, they have a horrible defense and they have an elite offense, but that's not going to get – And look at – they're probably going to end up playing a team like Miami or someone in the first round. And we also know, like, you can, Miami has the most playoff wins in the last four years yeah. of any team. Yeah. Right? They made finals, unlike the Celtics. Actually, Celtics made one. We'll give them that. Yeah. But these guys have made two finals right they lower seeds when the playoffs come these yeah. guys are like the zombies you just you can't kill them yeah so it's crazy i mean i feel
1: bad for the bucks but at the same time like that's a i feel bad for the coach cuz like you put uh, a yeah. rookie coach with some of the biggest sure. superstars in the league right now and you're expecting this guy to just like revamp or keep uh, the exact same cons- consistency as you had from the Bucks with the tree. And I think that's on
0: management and I think that that's is. on the ownership too. Because even the member the before last year, the, the owner of the partial owner of the Bucks, I think he sold like 25 or 50% of his franchise. I think it was this off season that he did it yeah. right before. Because he knew the writing on the wall. Like the coaching is not as good as it was. They don't have their teams getting older too. They got to eventually like... Fucking Lillard obviously can't play any defense. We knew that was an issue beforehand. Yeah, hundred percent. They have no wing guys. They've you know they've cheapened out on a lot of the players over the years, not trading and signing guys. So they kind of this is their this is their shit show now. Yeah. And you've got Giannis in your prime too, man. Yeah. Like it's not <laughs> like you're just a team that's like below five hundred. You made it. You're fucking thirty and thirteen with Giannis.
1: Yeah, and you're second place in the Eastern Conference right now. It's like. You're a pretty, pretty important team to that yeah, side. You're going to have a coach that comes in midseason, season like, we'll And could fu- I mean, really fuck shit
0: up, could too. fuck shit up, too, right? Like, you spent all this off-season shit. I mean, you know, at this point, you're probably better off just keeping Giroud if this was going to be your issue, yeah, right? So 100%. Maybe you should have tried to trade Middleton or somebody else and get another wing guy.
1: Yeah, but that's um, the, I guess, the kind of only real negative to the NBA, and we look at the opposite side, the positive side from this week. Some banging, banging offense, offensive play Three points from Embiid. Yeah, that it's was crazy, crazy man. man. Joins Kobe and a couple other dudes that are up there. Yeah, I think Booker's in there. Too, Booker's right? in there. There's, I think, one Cat other. dropped sixty-two himself. Yeah, but there's Cam one lost. more active guy that was a seventy-two.
0: Booker, Fuck. isn't it? Other than No,
1: not maybe. No, I don't think uh, anyone yeah. else, man. Who's that? I think guy? Booker may. I think that's the only one that uh, Booker and Embiid that are currently active. Fuck, I thought there was somebody else. Take a look right now because so I know there's like the guys that aren't like Chamberlain, Kobe that aren't actives, uh, and that other guy too at the bottom, four No, what the is he? Oh, Donovan Mitchell, Mitchell, and Lillard, too, and Lillard. So there's a couple active guys that actually oh, hit those seven Oh, no, Oh, so crazy. Okay,
0: la January 2nd, 2023, so one just under a uh, year ago, that's when uh, Mitchell dropped 71. February 26, 2023, Lillard dropped 71. And now January second, twenty 2024, Embiid dropped. So in the last calendar year, there's three 70-point games. <laughs> and that's not including the
1: 60 points that uh, Cap, Cap put but, up. Of course, they lose because that's just what the Wolves yeah. do when it really counts. Yeah. Well, that's crazy, though, that, like, they have a bunch of active guys that have hit these 70s year after year. And then now out of but the crazy thing is, like, we're looking at guys that are, like, point guards, shooters, and now you're looking at a guy that's, like, basically a center that plays like he's a kind of a point guard, and he put up 70 himself.
0: I mean, to me, Embiid's, like, a phenomenal player. He's a great player, but until he can do something, like, relevant in the playoffs, it's hard to... There's, a, there's like, a ceiling, it looks like, on what they're going to end up, like, how far they there can is. go, right? Because the shitty thing for Embiid, he plays great in the regular season, right? But when it comes to the playoffs, he always has a weird injury in the playoffs, no. right? Like he there was injury too much. Yes, well, remember I think last year he stepped on somebody's foot yeah. first, or got smacked by Siakam. Yeah. He stepped on dudes' foot. He gets like bangs knees with a dude, right? So Embiid killing it. Who knows who the MVP is going to be this year? Because I don't really. Can remember how aggressive the MVP voting was last year yeah. with Embiid versus Jokic. Yeah, this year you haven't had any of that conversation coming. Both got their yeah. MVPs now. Yeah. So who else is really like? Shay's in there, Luca's in there. Obviously, Jokic, Embiid's definitely in there. Yeah. I might have missed a guy in there, but
1: I give you a look at like an MVP. Like we sometimes look at Embiid because he's like just a scorer now too. He scores so many points that we're like, okay, yo, the MVP must be like a points guy. But I think Jokic, the underrated part of him is that he does everything, he does everything. which an MVP, which I think classifies more of an MP, MVP, is that. He's also helping other players and himself on the team, whereas Embiid's like he's basically helping himself. There's not like anybody else he's propping up as being that that good of a player. Also, well,
0: and the funny thing is, like Embiid, Embiid sort of was advocating like he was, dude. He was every time he's like, "I'm MVP last year. I'm MVP this year." Sure he doesn't because he got his MVP right. Great, yeah. But you you know, Jokic is a quiet dude. Like you you know, you saw his off season. Yeah. He's even said in interviews like. Basketball is just something that he's gonna do because he's capable of doing it for like 15 years. But at the end of like you know he once once he retires these you're never gonna hear from him again. Just it's a career to him, not a. It's it's not like his lifestyle, right? So and the fact that you know Jokic still is doing the putting up the number, he takes like 15 shots, makes 12 of them, right? Yeah, like he's so the fact he shoots so well and he's still putting up points and but he puts up like uh, oh great he put up 30 points, 15 rebounds, and 10 assists. Triple doubles, like it's triple double me. for a center, man. Yeah, triple doubles for a center, dude. Not a point guard, not even a wing guy. Yeah, right. So it's it's awesome seeing these guys put up points. I mean, it was fucked up. It was the 18 year anniversary of Kobe's 81 points, too. Yeah. So living up to the Kobe, like, well, actually, I can't say that. That's too much. Not nah, living up there, but like, whatever. Kinda, Maybe Max Kobe uh, on the whatever. 70 list. 18 years and two guys put up 60 plus in the 18 years later. So yeah. Um, moving on to some other things here. We got our first big trade. Rozier, I guess. I mean, I guess, I guess, oh yeah, the OG trade. What else is in there? Has it been another one? Oh, wait, maybe it's the second, second big trade then? That is the second big trade. Good. But you trade Lowry in a 2027 first rounder yeah. for Terry Rozier. There, I was there. Were, I was reading uh, Lowry's another ex-fucking bro. John Lowry, boy. Lowry in the month of January, last ten games. Here's the shooting percentages: four point nine points a game, thirty-three uh, percent shooting from the field, and sixteen percent three-point shooting. <laughs> His defense is still going to be solid, yeah. But their offense is, I think it was 20, 20th in the league, and Lakers are twenty-first. Yeah, the last time Miami had an offense that was in the top like fifteen. Of the entire league was in the bubble year where everybody's still healthy yeah. and young and all this other kind of shit, right? So I think for the, what do you call it? For the Miami Heat, it's a great trade. Sick trade. Rozier has not the same guy that he was when he was with the Celtics. He's become a better shooter. Yeah. And put up he's shooting like eight threes a game, makes like almost 40% of his threes. Yeah. He's He doesn't turn over the ball much. He gets the rim. Obviously, his defense is an issue because Lowry's still better at him defensively, yeah. right? So... Come playoff time, can you? How long can you put a six foot one guard out there? Especially when you got Hero who can't play defense yeah. either, right? So, but overall, considering what you gave up
1: what and getting... what
0: Lowry has brought, yeah. the trade off is going to be more similar, like kind of like the Giroux, Holiday, Damian Lillard vibes. Yeah. Like you're going you to have to give up one defense, thing to get the other. thing. And this time, you need like an elite offense. You need to have an elite offense. And I know these guys made the finals last year yeah. and all this other shit, but you can't rely on like. You know that every year to actually be able to get somewhere, yeah, so you can't be like oh we're gonna make the finals again. I think just because you made from it, Miami. You know you get a, they had a three point shooter, which is another one of their issues. They're gonna open up the court. Like he can drive to the rim. Yeah, he shoots well. Obviously, his defense is gonna be an issue. Yeah. Right. there's no way around that. But if he tries on defense, it's still gonna be an upgrade. And you know what? You don't need it. You could have him and Hero just splitting time. You don't need both of them on.
1: I think they're going to have to split in time because that kind of goes into my next point of the teams in the Eastern Conference that can't beat above 500 uh, teams. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And in the Eastern Conference, we got like Miami, New York Knicks, uh, who else is in there, Uh, Cleveland, and then like a couple other teams. They're all teams that just are having a tough time beating above 500 teams. So teams like Miami, yeah, okay, you're you're doing this adjustment. You need Rosier because you're going to now have to use that offense to beat these fucking teams that are above 500. So, for them, that's a win of a trade. Getting rid of Lowry, because Lowry wasn't helping in that size.
0: Yeah, like, contract, whatever you yeah. get. You're actually saving money, because Lowry, I think, was making around 30, and is making 26. Yeah. Or then this year and next. So, but, you know... Yeah. The, the you know, they're sad about the teams that are... You got to, first of all, you got to beat these teams, right? Yeah. So, that's great for the Knicks, but... And, and it also kind of tells you like they have a ceiling. Yeah. Right. Because look at last year, it was Knicks versus Cleveland. They, no team made it past the second round out of this, too. Miami's the one exception every year. They're not, uh, they kind of give you that Mahomes vibe, as in, like, if you, like, everyone thinks that they're out of it, out of it. Miami come playoff time, they're going to get to the second round, or they're,
1: they're like a playoff team.
0: They're going to get to the semifinals, or they might even make, who knows, right? Like, they're a team that they've earned. The benefit of the doubt, and until you can knock them out of the playoffs, I think they're one of the teams that can probably even somehow make it to the finals and shit like that too. Just because it's fucking Miami at the end of the day, right? Yeah. Um. So I, the playoffs are going to be lit, man. It's going to be East is still very tight. Like there's a lot of very Very tight. The once you get past kind of the seventh team in there, the
1: records start to drop off. Consider drop off. I think the Hawks are in the play a tenth spot. Yeah. And the crazy thing is like for these above 500 wins and losses that these Eastern Conference teams are having, a lot of them are against the West, which already has a lot of above 500 teams. So it's you're losing a lot to the West, which is kind of a good thing for Eastern Conference teams at the at the moment, because it's like, okay, those losses don't matter as much because you obviously want to beat the shit out of the Eastern teams as much as you can to get higher up. But come playoffs. And come to the, well, the good thing is it only comes to really the final. Cause that's when you're going to see your first uh, Western team. Mm-hmm. So you can put that on the back burner that, Hey, you know what? The above 500 games that we did lose, they were against obviously teams that are in the West yeah. and we could have a team above in the West. That's like a, whatever team too, but just cause they have above 500, uh, what is it called record? That doesn't mean they're that great of a team. With-
0: above 500 records. Yeah. yeah. Like if the Warriors, for example, I think the 11th in the Western conference, yeah. they'd be the, ninth or 10th seed in the east right now yeah east is stacked at the
1: top you have yeah they are six you've got your sixers you've got your bucks but all of them have questions and i think those are your top three after that's like when like you start seeing like who's up there cleveland Miami, new york (laughs) you got some
0: pacers in there oh yeah pacers are Uh, kind of there too you know what orlando is going to be like at the end of the year too right so You've got some good – and then if you look out west, though, obviously you've got your Nuggets, you've got your Oklahoma City Thunder. Yeah. Clippers have been on fire, right? There's a lot of – then, you know what? There's going to be some unhappy teams. Like the Knicks and um Cleveland are headed for another first-round matchup this year. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, There's going to be a bunch of teams like, who knows, the Lakers, the Warriors – sons they could all get out of the first round they might not even two out of those three might not even make the playoffs. Yeah. on top of that right so like Denver is obviously still Denver at the end of the day until you knock them out but they're not unbeatable compared to last yeah. year they don't have the same depth they had last year compared yeah. to this year right, so. and we're past the halfway point now too right a yeah, couple that's games back I mean there's still like 32 they're like 29 and 13 or something like that yeah. like you're 30 and 32 whatever but so we're just over we're just over so well, it's still yeah, over halfway. The trade deadlines, I think, in a couple weeks, and then I think February twentieth is their All Star game, and then after that, um,
1: there's no more trade deadline. Once you get to the, oh, the yeah, All Star game, kind of cut off. What do you think? Uh, which te- big teams you think will make some uh, well, trades? Well, <laughs> I mean, it's a really, it's
0: a really good question. I would just look like Oklahoma City Thunder could make that move but they also could not make that move. Minnesota really doesn't... I don't think they're going to fuck around with their team too much. They're kind of going to ride it out. Yeah. Denver, I think Denver's one team that is a big guy. Yeah. But they need another rotational piece, like the Bruce Brown. They need something like that. That guy they need to fill in. Phoenix Suns gave up everything. Clippers have given up a lot. Yeah. Pelicans is another interesting team because they have assets that pull something off if they want. Mavericks have given up a lot already. I think they're kind of... They are who they are
1: they're riding it
0: right they're sixth, they're eighth right now the 24 19 record but then lakers i think is another team that's going to be a very very interesting team i'm there going they're hard after player, bruce brown too they do but what assets yeah no, that's the thing russell. right if you're the rap if you got to look after the rapper side yeah if you are be like okay fine we're going to give you d'angelo russell sure you might even throw a schroeder in there and get yeah. Schroeder at bruce brown but what picks are you going to give up or down? Yeah, and they, they want a first. They, they want first, which They, just, they, they probably. <laughs> I get a the little bit of a push, but they can ask for if it. the Lakers are going to give up a first-round pick, it's yeah. probably going to be one of them in the like the Late.
1: late 2029 20, 20 or something. Or some <laughs> yeah. <like> yeah. <laughs> With LeBron's not around. Or, yeah. That's probably the pick the Raptors would rather have. Yeah. Anyways, right? Because so, you want a LeBron-less Lakers.
0: Like I mean, the team that I really think should try to make a move is the Sacramento Kings. That's my team out mm-hmm. there that should make a big swing. you got Harrison Barnes yeah. as, a, as a salary and a capable player. You've got all your draft picks. Yeah. You could even give up Kevin Herter a deal if you wanted to make it. You're obviously untouchables are Fox, Murray, and uh, Saboas. Yeah. Right? But if there is a team that needs another wing kind of guy, like there's not a lot of guys out there and a lot of guys that are like cheap. Like no. Jeremy Grant is one guy that's out there. He fits a lot of teams, yeah. but he makes like – 30 mil a year or something like that. You
1: really want
0: it's to like almost your... adding a superstar to your team right? And like a team that has a team that I think would benefit from a guy like him would be say the Oklahoma city thunder because yeah. they don't have a lot of assets. So. I mean, a lot of guys that are making a lot of money, they're a young
1: team and they need a bigger guy like they're that big,
0: too. You know what? You could never have enough of those wing guys. Yeah. If you put like your starting lineup of Jeremy Grant, Shay, right. Uh, or, sorry. Sorry. Uh, Jalen Williams, Chat and
1: then you could probably, depending, you could rotate the you other have guy.
0: Josh Giddy, yeah, one of the Lou Dortz,
1: yeah. right? Or you could rotate you can that,
0: yeah, you have options, right? So, they're gonna be another team. Like, what's the Oklahoma? Uh, what's Oklahoma gonna do? They don't have to do anything, yeah. but they have like fucking 41st rounders and second rounders, and they have assets they can trade. They don't not they're guys that are making money, but not crazy money,
1: yeah. They're they chilling. Force anything. They can wait. They're and chilling. They the they're, the offense, yeah.
0: Right. So, um, I mean, I think Kings are going to be the big one. Just because looking at the standings right now, they're going to play Oklahoma City in the first round. Yeah. But that's if they get out of the play-in because that's where they are right now yeah. too, right? So, I don't know. The West is stacked. It, so it is. Teams, obviously, everyone's looking to make an upgrade, and I'm excited to see which teams make it. I think the X-Factor team this year is going to be the Jazz. Yeah. They're in a playoff spot. But they have Danny Ainge as their, you know, president of basketball yeah, operations. He loves to make trades. They have guys that are free agents. They have guys that have long term contracts. They have a trip weird team. They have a weird team, it's a but really weird. I've man. They have been on or they played really well the last like twenty games or so to get themselves back in a playoffs. Yeah, they have, but they could easily just sell some guys off if they want. Like, let's say you want your team that's looking to make the playoffs. Laurie Markkinen is a great player to have. Huge player, man. Stretch your defense. He can play decent defense. He's shown that he can score a score. His playmaking is improved, right? If you're, I mean, maybe I understand, you know, the, imagine the Thunder with Mark yep. and Chet Holmgren on the floor, right? True. Obviously, Lakers would love to have a guy like this who can shoot threes and make yeah. threes and stretch out the floor, but you're going to have to give up additional first rounders. it's going to be an interesting piece to see. Yeah, he is going to go after him, right? Yeah. A team that I think would really benefit from a guy like Bruce Brown would be Orlando Magic, the Elliott's yeah. team. They probably need another like they got Suggs, they got Black, but they're all young guys or guys who aren't consistent shooters. Yeah, for them to get another shooter in that roster and give them a little bit more size would be huge. Maybe even a point guard if they can get that. Yeah, um, you know they still have Jordan Clarkson in there. They've got some other play. Oh, nice play. Um, so we'll. S- We'll see, man. There's no – there's a favorites, but, I mean, I don't – every favorite's got a flaw in there. That's true. It's all like past years where you could look at the standings and be like, okay, these teams are going to make the finals. So, true. I think that wraps it up for this week's podcast, man. It was a nice, hefty conversation on multiple sports topics. Uh, we will be back next week with the uh, – Next edition of the Sunny G podcast. We get a lot of some NFL to talk about. Optimism. Super Bowl, a Super Bowl matchup, coaching hires. Who knows? Maybe another trade or two. We'll see what the Canucks are doing. Yeah. And yeah, we'll wrap it up for this week. All right
1: guys. Peace. Peace.